Hello, listeners. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman with my colleague, Kat Larson. Hi, Kat. Hi, Taylor. All right. So we're going to do an interesting podcast today. Um, I'm going to ask, well, I think it's interesting. We'll find out what you think. But um, <laughs> the reality is that there are certain things in mental health. They make or break you. They make the difference of a quality of life you're going to have. And I think knowledge is one piece of the uh, puzzle. And then implementation is the next piece. So there are things, there are truths, for example, that are, they're real and they're true, but mm -hmm. you can know them and not do them. So mm -hmm. then I have the question of what good is knowledge, right? On the other hand, there's things that are true that you don't know about. So if you don't know them, you can't possibly be expected to do them. So mm -hmm. if, for example, like when you talk about good, healthy foods, they did these great studies of people around the world, like what they ate that kept them healthier and longevity of life, what they were known mm -hmm. for. There were five, by the way, blueberries, broccoli, beets, barley, and beans. Those are the five that they said, if people would notice and eat around those elements, they would be healthier for longevity of life. So, all right. So now you know that, right? That's a reality. Now you have to apply that make that part of your lifestyle, your routine, if you in fact want longevity based on what the people mm -hmm. have discovered. And they've also discovered that genetics is responsible for maybe 20 to 30% of longevity. So it's not your destiny. It's genetics is definitely an impact, but it's not necessarily your destiny. There's 70% other options that have to do with your um, longevity than genetics. And that would then have to do with what you choose, right, to embrace and how you choose to live your lifestyle. So let's talk yeah. about those with mental health because I think those, those same concepts exist for mental health. What are some truths that are important for people to understand and accept and embrace in mental health that they can either choose to embrace and do or not do, but if you don't do them, there's a consequence. You will not live as long in the beans and broccoli area or live as well mm -hmm. in mental health. So it's the okay. wellness I'm looking at. Okay. So number one, I value who I am. I value that I bring to life meaning, diversity, experience. There's a light within me that impacts other people. Um, so I may have shared this, this interesting, when I was looking into these books on heaven and life after death, there was a book that said, the people you brought to the pearly gates Interesting concept. Who are the people you impacted that brought them to a place of goodness in their life? And I think mental health starts with valuing who you are, that you have value. You, you impact people. You make a difference in people's quality of life. And I think there are lights that shine brighter and lights that shine dimmer. I think there's, there's motives for why lights shine brighter and lights shine dimmer. And one of the things about, I don't know that I'm really that valuable. I don't know that I'm that meaningful. That is not a healthy motive. It is not a clean place to come from. And you can be taught that. I was talking to a woman the other day who was told um, that once she divorced, she was dimmer and less valued. She had moved from gold to silver and honestly believed it even to this day. And I said, how tragic is that? that you made the right decision, the right choice, and they told you you were less than because you made that choice, not more than. So valuing yourself, stop fighting the truth. 
which is you have value intrinsically because you are. That's it. Not because you've done anything, not because you look a certain way, not because you earn a certain amount of money, not because you have a certain number of friends. The fact that you exist is a light that shines and impacts people around you. So that's number one. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. It's, I just want to say one thing right there. I think when people start trying to find uh, evidence about that, that I think you just kind of have to get like a little bit of a hard edge about that is a truth and your evidence, you have, that's a faith conversation. Yes. You right. are valuable because you are breathing, right? Right. That's not a, if you go looking for evidence, don't you kind of, you know, like you, you dilute um, the reality down. of it. Yes. You yeah. dilute it. No, it's true. The evidence exists in that you exist. That's it. Yes. Not because you yes. do certain things or because you please certain people. That's not it. It's because those are all external. Okay. Internal locus is far more powerful than external locus. So what culture and others teach you about who you are and how you should believe is less significant than how you believe within yourself. Now, that doesn't mean external locus shouldn't influence you. Of course it should. There's great people that have experienced life before we experienced it, ways that we haven't experienced it, that will give us insight and clarity. The reason I loved college was hearing, hearing new ideas, hearing new thoughts. I liked the opportunity of, of learning what I don't know, right? But internally, I have got to set a boundary as to what makes me who I am. And I am mesmerized by how many people don't have that. It doesn't resonate with them such that they're able to kind of fend off external locus that is actually hurtful to them. They wonder because of it. They are not sure of because of it. They're in quandaries because of it, as opposed to saying, no, that doesn't work for me. That's not really who I am. Like when someone rejects me, that doesn't mean I am therefore deserving of being rejected. It just means they deserve to reject me. It doesn't have anything to do with me rejecting myself. But if I have a mindset that says, uh, I'm vulnerable to how other people see me. That then determines how I feel about myself. I am truly in trouble with mental health. So that, God, that I, I love that boundary conversation as it relates to inner. You know, usually you think about boundaries about outer against other people, not against, but right. with other people. Right. But your own boundaries with you. Right. Right. What you value, what you accept, what you believe, how you will act. That determines who you are versus what they tell you you should be or you are. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting how I've, in the world we live in today, especially Kat, I am, I'm disconcerted with how many people okay. now have anxiety and depression and mm -hmm. they're young. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, that was not a reality 50 years ago. It was not a reality. So you can tell me, well, maybe it was and no one noticed it. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I lived in those years. I know how many of my friends would engage life differently than I see young people engaging it today. So they, they have been taught to believe external locus that in fact, you probably are more anxious and depressed than you think, which does not in my mind fare. Well, I'm not telling people you can't be anxious or have depression. I'm not saying that I'm saying it is not a mass exodus reality for all people and people that mm -hmm. are promoting that. They're doing a great disservice to everybody who's young, who starts to believe, well, maybe that's my problem. Maybe that's where I'm struggling. Maybe that's why I'm struggling because everyone has that. 
Well, no, they don't. And the more you get a sense of yourself, remember that like anxiety is fear of the future. So the more you're comfortable with who you are and your capabilities and the confidence you bring to life, the less likely you're going to be worried about your future because you'll manage your future. Whatever it is, you'll manage it with no problem. So that <laughs> yes. internal sense of what is what makes me who I am, what makes me value myself because I exist, uh, what, what are my rules for me? What are the things that I don't do? Like I'm going to not forgive. I'm going to not make an effort to change. I'm going to uh, invite new people into my world and my life. Um, what, what are the things, the rules you live by that make your life what it is? And if they're healthy rules, then embrace them and stand by them, no matter what people tell you. And if they're unhealthy, they're not legitimate, they're based on a false motive, get rid of them. Let them go. Like that's, yes. that's your work in life. Yes. Is to do that. And life experiences are going to come and challenge your rules. Things are going to come that are going to challenge you. And if they're really, really legit rules, you need to stand by those despite the experiences you have. Mm -hmm. Right? And if they're not legit, if you've contrived something out of fear or a bad motive, then you should allow those experiences to take away the rough edges and and soften you and open you up. Uh, I find that people that are insecure and fear-based are very rigid people. They're not very open to are very receptive to new ways of thinking, new ways of looking at life, right? Mm -hmm. So the third one is you have an opportunity to change people around you by being your best self. So there's an impact that you have on people in your life experience that you may not even be aware of. I mean, I have seen people touch my life. They will never know. I, I'm, mm -hmm. I don't interact with them but they truly did impact my life, right? And then there's people who are very intimate with me who have changed who I am and how I see the world. And it's number one, the fact that people do make that difference, right? I'm not living this world and this experience alone. And so right. I am impacted. And then number two, being grateful for those people that have done that. So you're grateful to others that made you better than you would have been on your own is part of the process but also the fact that you also are impacting other people. And some of us do it with a bigger light than others. I mean, that's, that's, it's not comparison. It's not like that's better or worse. Some people come with a more profound spirit or they have more mm -hmm. opportunity because of certain positions they've been put into. It doesn't make them better than you or less than you. That's just a, a, who they are and how their life has been uh, played out. But the fact that you, in whatever capacity you have, impact other people is important for you to know that you're, responsibility not just to live isolated from that right yeah that's like a cause and effect law in my brain right yes. like like there is a there's always a you know like you said i might not ever know i might not ever know something happens right you create you know an effect right. and yeah okay that yeah. makes a lot of sense All and, right. and yet you do have an impact yeah. like you absolutely do yes and and yes. of course the reality of this i hate to say it is also good and bad so you do impact people positively and negatively, depending on what you're doing, how you're doing it, right? I mean, right. it's a very sad thing when you create belief systems in someone that is wrong and they then have to unlearn that later in life because they trusted you were right. So that's still on them because they chose to embrace it. But I still, right. I think it's so painful to think. I mean, in my career uh, as a psychologist, I have 
always had that at the back of my mind, always. Like I would never want someone to come back to me 10 years later and say, you taught me this or you said this and here's the negative impact it had on me. I would never want that to happen. And I've talked about that woman who was a therapist on the phone with millions of viewers and she made comments that actually caused people to make decisions that did not play out well for them. And when they called her out on that, she was very rejecting of them. Like, I said what I believed and you chose to believe it, that's on you. And so not not much humility, not much um, sensitivity at all. And I think in mental health, especially, you have to really kind of get it right because those impact your quality of life across the board. And so, I mean, physical, spiritual, social, you know, emotional, all those realms play a, a very vital role. But I think mental health is a big one, real big one. And I worry, to be honest with you, nowadays when I see what's happening in the mental health field, there are people that are, they're not well. And they're out teaching people things that are not legit. And they buy it, they believe it. And these people are needy, so they invest in it and their lives don't get any better. So that's not okay with me. I have a huge problem with that. And no different than a, a medical doctor or a physical therapist that teaches you false practices and destroys your body, which I think is actually less deadly than mental health. Right. Well, and you said, I think in one of our podcasts about when, you know, you were exploring like after people die, you know, when you were talking about that book you read yeah, and that it's love and it's yeah. like that, that is like, you know, that compassion piece and what would love do in this situation? I mean, and that's Taylor, you would never, you are so compassionate in your world that you work with people as a psychologist, right? You right, know, right. sometimes, I mean, and that includes a hard truth that makes people like, you know, crumble to the floor sometimes, right? That's also love. <laughs> but it really still, is. It, it that's is. right. That's still compassion and love. You know, I, my, my belief on that cat is I really believe at the end of the day, when we're back and it's over this, this earth, love, it will be the bottom line. And if those of us yep. who did not practice it, did not invest in it, did not, did not embrace it. We did not agree with it. We're just starting over again. Like we're so down the ladder because we didn't use any of the time here to learn it. Whether you like it or not, that's the essence of what I think God is, right? So if you pretend I don't, shouldn't have to love because I've been hurt or whatever your reasons are then you just start really low on the ladder again because it doesn't change the truth that that is the currency of heaven. Yes. Um, The the last one I'm going to put out is um, it's not all about you. I think that's going to be in my gravestone (laughs) because I said it so many times. I mean, it really is all about you because I think life is all about people, but it's not really only all about you as an individual. And people get stuck in their life making life only about them at the expense of everything else miss the essence of life. Mm -hmm. And things you do when you're stuck on making it about you are so self-centered, so selfish that you miss what could be so much more abundant. And you'd still win too. You'd gain all the good, but you have to pay the price of not making it about you with sacrifice and discipline and awareness and, and, and work. Like, I really don't think people can, uh, it's very childlike. Like when kids are born, they manipulate. That's what you do to get your way. Right. Of course you cry. You want someone to hold you. Why wouldn't you? So all that makes sense to me. But if you're going to grow up in life, if you're going to get better, you have to stop being manipulative to get your needs met at the expense of others. And if you never learn that, if you just stay stuck with my wants are more important than yours, you will live a very limited life and you will block others from growth. 
And what's sad is I've seen people who are very smart and very adept at certain areas of their career, but mm-hmm. it's all about them. It's not about the truth. It's not about the company. It's not about the family. It's about them as an individual. And they, they literally block people from experiencing what things they're doing because they make it only about them, not about others. And of course, we all know that comes from being insecure. Like the more insecure I am, the more I make it about me to think I'm going to make myself feel better, which I don't because it's always Mm -hmm. at someone else's expense. So it ain't all about you is probably an important element of mental health that makes your life much better if you can embrace it. And the sooner, the better. Those are the five. Okay. Play with I have them. another page. <laughs> I have another page in my notebook. It's great. Our listeners, thank you so much. We enjoyed being with you as always. Thank you, Kat. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Taylor. All righty. Bye now. All right. Love you all. Love Bye-bye. you. Bye. Hey, Color Code family. It's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the People Code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up, and you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.